A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him, because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead. But you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks at what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. We return to ordinary time and pick up our reading from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus has not been standing still. In fact, he is at a turning point in the gospel. Luke is announcing to us that the days for Jesus being taken up are fulfilled, and he begins the journey to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built on Mount Zion, so being taken up could mean simply going up to Jerusalem. We could also read it as Jesus being lifted up on the cross, But the lectionary gives us another way to see this. If we read Luke's account against the backdrop of the story of Elisha succeeding Elijah, we see a parallel between Jesus and Elijah that suggests that Luke is referring instead to Jesus' ascension. After he was chosen to be Elijah's successor, Elisha asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. At the ascension of Elijah into heaven, Elisha received his request. In like manner, after Jesus' ascension, the disciples will also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This journey leads to Jesus' passion and death and his resurrection and ascension. The road will be a long one. In Luke's gospel, Jesus travels the road to Jerusalem for ten chapters, much longer than in the other gospels. We will be following Jesus along the road from now until almost the beginning of Advent. The focus, then, is on journeying as a way of understanding what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Right at the beginning of Luke's gospel, we heard that the dawn from on high will break upon us to guide our feet into the way of peace. The two disciples in Luke 24 meet Jesus on the way to Emmaus, 
and in the Acts of the Apostles, we learn that those in the early Jesus movement were known as people of the way. The journey to Jerusalem is a new exodus. Jesus, the preacher and teacher, is opening the scriptures for us. If we're going to follow Jesus to Jerusalem, then what happened to Jesus will happen to us. This explains why Jesus almost seems to push prospective disciples away. Following Jesus means that we are being led to a place where we could not go on our own. Jesus comes to gather all who are scattered, not to exclude. As Jesus says in Luke chapter 19, the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Last week, when the crowd of 5,000 were in the wilderness, the disciples urged Jesus to send the crowd away to go and find food and lodging. These were the same twelve apostles that Jesus had sent out on mission with the instruction to take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money. The apostles would have been totally dependent on the hospitality of those whom they met along the way. In spite of that experience, it seems they have not yet learned that lesson. In the verses just before today's passage, one of the disciples said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he does not follow in our company. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for whoever is not against you is for you. We would say this the other way around. Whoever is with us is not against us. But in the opening verses of the gospel, Mary sang about the mercy of God that is turning our world around. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. When the Samaritans refuse hospitality, Jesus does not rebuke them as James and John suggest. Jesus rebukes James and John and moves on to the next village. St. Paul could just as easily have been addressing James and John when he wrote to the Galatians, If you go on biting and devouring one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. Eat fruit, not others. And the fruit Paul has in mind is spelled out in the next few verses. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. For freedom Christ has set us free, is Paul's great cry in the epistle to the Galatians. We tend to think of freedom, especially in our Western culture, as freedom from. We are endowed with liberty, and it should not be infringed. But the word religion comes from the word religare, which means to bind fast. To follow Jesus on the way demands not freedom from, but freedom for. 
in setting his face toward Jerusalem, we catch a glimpse of Jesus' single-heartedness. Jesus does not live for himself, but is totally and exclusively surrendered to the cause of God. Jesus binds himself to the Father. The Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. To follow Jesus is to look at what lies before us, not at what we leave behind. It is a choice with effort. It is to put a hand to the plow, to proclaim the kingdom of God. The Spanish mystic John of the Cross said, We put on Christ, we imitate Jesus, when we try to do things for the same reason he did. We enter real discipleship when, like Jesus, we have as our motivation the desire to draw all things into one, into one unity of heart, one family of love.